Sarah, hey, I noticed your how is your life? It's pretty good. Um, I'm working 12-hour shifts for two weeks. Uh, Woof. So it, it'll buff, but things are crazy. So I started a new job, too. Oh, gee. Recently. Yeah. Um, I'm working at a coffee shop part-time now, just in addition to, like, creative directing things. So it's been a busy summer. Wow. Well, mine's, wow. Mine's crazy. Um it's, I literally took time off another job to do this job. Um, but you know what? It is what it is. Uh, summer, mm-hmm. I find, is harder to schedule and more insane than even the normal year. Yes, yes, yes. Um, it's crazy. Summer times, like, do you remember when we were, like, younger? We would look forward to summer because it'd be like, you know, school's out and then you don't have to do any work over the summer. You can just sleep in. You can watch movies all day and mm-hmm. just, like hang out with your pals. I feel like now, for some reason, like, summers are so much more busy than the rest of the year. Oh, completely. And Just so much more busy. I endure myself so much more in the summer. Um, mm-hmm. I fell down the stairs the other day. I ripped, <laughs> did. I ripped my entire nail off, including my oh. regular nail and my acrylic, um, mm-hmm. the other day. I am just a mess of bug bites and... Yes. Uh, I can't hear out of either of my ears. Um, Allergies are I, crazy town. <laughs> I went, like, swimming the other day, and then, like, my left ear, like, had water in it, and then I think it turned from, like, my left ear having water in it to just, like, allergies happening, and I couldn't hear out of both of my ears, and today my ears, like, started popping, and I'm like, don't know what to do about it, and I feel really weird and unbalanced. Um, and Hi, so, welcome to the Cinema Rolls, yeah. checking on our health. <laughs> podcast this is now just us being like how are you are you okay how's your health give me a rundown this is now i am now your primary care physician yeah if you would like like to hear more about this uh (laughs) let us know yes we'll just do a whole episode just on like our health problems we have so many (laughs) cinema rolls season one finale Um, we'll give you guys more details and more information at the end of this episode, but this, what you're listening to right now, is our last episode before we have a little bit of a, a summer hiatus. Mm-hmm. Um, we are officially at the end of the first season, and it's been a, a great first season. Um, honestly, we have had some amazing guests. Yes, uh, we have. We've talked so much fun um yes we've disagreed a lot yeah Um, (laughs) we've disagreed a lot we've oohed and awed and gushed over movies um yes we talked about spider-man for two hours and then we talked about avengers endgame for more than that yeah so (laughs) um we are long-winded women but it has been such a we did a whole episode about women yes it has been such a privilege to just do this season with you and I'm yeah. so excited for people to catch up and um, yes, yes, been yes. anticipate some big things coming 
from the cinema rolls in august baby yeah we're gonna be back for season two baby in august so we're super excited um before we even started this podcast and then just kind of all throughout us recording we've um asked people for just questions slash like things that they want us to talk about and we haven't over the last like what 17 episodes we haven't been able to answer all of the questions Mm -hmm. um or get to all of all of the things that people want to know and so that's what this episode is it's just us being like all right let's play some catch up let's answer all of the cues we're gonna a your cues yeah (laughs) but it's just gonna be a good old-fashioned laid-back episode we're gonna talk a lot of fun stuff Um, yes excited we're so excited this is exactly what we need you know you guys it's summer break we're just we're just here to have a good time i hope you're on the beach good time starring robert pattinson (laughs) um yeah if you're if you're on vacation listening to this please tell us what that's like yeah. like vacation must be nice <laughs> as i must sit be getting nice. mosquito bitten in oh. 96 degree humidity as i look at my planner and there's not a single free day until august <laughs> have fun with your vacations folks yes okay. please tell us like let us live vicariously through you <laughs> tweet us at cinema rolls pod on twitter and just describe your vacations in great detail yes. please we'll appreciate it a lot <laughs> All, right, All right, so today's um, topics come from friends of the show, um, friends, 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 guests, you know, all um, kinds of fun stuff. Yeah, so uh, we had um, Abby, who is an unofficial kind of just background guest of every show in that almost every short story that I share just kind of has her in it somehow. Um, she asked us two questions, so they're like a two-parter here. So the first question was, what makes a film score good? Great question. Great question, Abby. Um, I am someone who notices visually what's going on in a film a lot more than, um, audibly, like, the sound design and stuff, Mm -hmm. um, which is why I don't edit this podcast. (laughs) Good. But so I'm just very this visual audio podcast. And yes, this audio form of entertainment. Yes. Um so to me what makes a film score good is the ability to make me notice it, but in such mm-hmm. a way that it's not distracting. I'm just like, oh my gosh, so swept up in the moment. Yeah. Um, so for me, so like because there's, like, scores and then there's, like, soundtracks, right? And, like, we can talk mm-hmm. about both, where, like, the difference of, like, someone scoring a film, so kind of, like, watching back, like, the footage and, go, like, adding music to it mm-hmm. that will enhance it, which, like, is its own art, its own craft, um, and we could, like, talk about that forever. And there's also, like, the soundtracks where the music supervisor, the director, the producer, whoever it might be, can sit down and go, hey, I have a song that already exists, that must be in this scene. Like, kind of like must exist. <laughs> when Ben in Parks and Rec is like, I like to think of movie soundtracks as a playlist made by your favorite directors. Oh my goodness. The pureness. It's so it. dorky when he says that <sighs> and April like rolls her eyes, but honestly true. Same. The Breakfast I, Club um, soundtrack, the Twilight soundtrack, the Ferris Bueller's Day listen, Off soundtrack. Listen, the way that Olivia Wilde, director of Booksmart, 
um, is talking about the music that she picked for her film on her Instagram Mm -hmm. right now, like her music movie diaries or whatever, her soundtrack diaries, her thought process behind picking each song. That, that's what makes a film soundtrack good. (laughs) Just like the thought and care that goes into it. So like for me, like the way that a soundtrack is like super cohesive, um, like, it just makes me feel good. Like, we talked about, you know, Spider-Man and Spider-Verse and, like, yes. how cohesive that soundtrack That's is. That's a great and, like, soundtrack. Yes. Um, and, like, even the score of that, like, with, like, there are, like, these hip-hop songs and then even just, like, the score of that movie with, like, how, I don't know, like, techno, I don't know, like, and distorted, like, those mm-hmm. moments are and how much they even fit with the soundtrack is really great. Um, like... Like, an example of a soundtrack that is just not cohesive whatsoever. I don't know if you ever saw Beautiful Boy starring oh, yeah. Steve and um, old Timothy Chalamet. Um, that soundtrack was awful. Like, you don't ever want to, like, notice that a soundtrack is bad. Yeah, you don't ever like, want to... To me, you don't ever want to notice the emotion that the music is trying to make you feel yes um when you like, look it at should like just be seamless man. when you look at like epic films like i'm talking like villeneuve villeneuve denis villeneuve um or yeah. uh, christopher nolan or mm-hmm. anything like that um christopher nolan the legendary creator of the blah um, yep in all his that, that was good that's exactly what it sounds thank like. you uh-huh. <laughs> no but like Things like that, like, in Denis Villeneuve's films, like, Blade Runner 2049 and Arrival, I mean, I'm, like, wowed by the, Mm -hmm. almost just the majesty of the shots. That is so pretentious. Just shoot me now. Um, No. It's okay. It's it's, it's the season one finale. You look at scenes, like, when the, you know, when the camera's sweeping across the giant monoliths in, um, Mm -hmm. in Arrival and just, like... Oof. Wow, the impact wow, that's that the a great soundtrack score. can give it um, is so much cooler than you know anything you could say with words. Yeah, I think too. I like meant when the soundtrack. Score. I said soundtrack. I meant score. No, I got you. When when the when the score comes alongside, like, so when the soundtrack comes alongside the characters, and you can tell like what songs are playing like in that character's brain. Um, like, I love that, and as far as the score goes, like, when, when the, when the score is almost, like, its own, um, its own, its own character, um, so Nicholas Bertel did the score for If Bill Street Could Talk, which should have won Mm -hmm. the Oscar, but whatever, um, like, that score, like, I can put that, like, on in the background, and not, uh, it just, it instantly, like, transports me back to that exact mood and that exact time. It's just, it's just good. Like, it doesn't exist within its own space. It makes sense as its own entity, like, within the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I don't know, it's just... Uh, that it's score just ripped list. my yeah. heart out without even letting me know about it. Oh, yes. Um, and then, I think, too, um, we've talked about having a special guests on the podcast later to talk about film scores even more so we don't even have to get super into it right now that's a little teaser for season two season two (laughs) okay um Um, yeah yeah so abby's other question is why is it so hard for some people to break out of being known for one huge role and who has i love this question because all the people we talk about kind of do this because we love franchisey stuff yeah um 
I'd say, you know, when you're talking about this, you're talking about the Katniss Everdeens, the mm. Edward Collins, the Bella Swans, the, mm-hmm. um, you know, the Ashley Tisdales uh, of it all. The, <laughs> all of our Disney Channel stars. Yeah. Um, um, I think a lot about, like, Macaulay Culkin yeah. from Home Alone, and I'm like, I don't know, what's he up to? Yeah. Uh, he's wearing a lot of, like, Nick Jonas shirts. It's so interesting how, like, the one-hit wonder concept from, so- from like, singing and, you know, in music is actually yeah. pretty common in um, the film world as well. I would say, first of all, it depends on the quality of the one initial huge role. Uh, mm. I think Jennifer Lawrence had to display, whether you like or hate the Hunger Games movies, um, I think Jennifer Lawrence had to display a lot of emotion, an intense mm-hmm. and, like, powerful emotion, and she did a good mm-hmm. job. Um, so I She think, did. She was a really great Katniss. Yeah, she proved herself there. Uh, I know that people clowned. We talked about this last week. How does everything come full circle for us? We, Always. We clown on Twilight so hard, but... Um, we just... <laughs> the fact but, is, is that, bottom line, we always come back to Twilight. <laughs> but they've still been able to go indie and stuff like that, and now they're returning yeah. to more mainstream roles. Um, like Robert Pattinson as Batman. Um, yeah. And I mean, like, Jennifer Lawrence has done, obviously, a lot since Hunger Games. But I, I don't, I really loved her as Katniss, and I've only really only seen her in, like, two other things, like, since then. I think I, I saw her in Silver Linings Playbook, and then I saw her in American Hustle? I saw her in Mother, and I oh, would like to bill her for that experience. <laughs> I need a refund on my ticket. Someday um, I'll have I, to do the mother rant on this podcast. A mother rant. We'll do that. <laughs> More season two stuff. Ooh, boy. Um, I and I just I don't know that I've liked her in anything else. Like yeah, I I even watched great. Joy and the writing and that was not good and I just couldn't get into it. Yeah, I don't know, and I don't know how much of it is, like, on her, or, like, just on the product she chooses, because, like, honestly, I think that might be the answer, is really just, like, the projects that they choose. Like, Robert Pattinson has been very, um, specific about the projects that he's at, like, he hasn't tried to do another big franchise thing. Um, you know, like, he, like, I think there are... I mean, like, there are quite a few actors who've just kind of gone, like, franchise to franchise. Mm-hmm. Like, um, like, uh, Zoe Sal- Sal- Saldana. Yeah. Is that how you say her last name? Yeah. Um, like, has kind of been, like, franchise to franchise to franchise. Yeah. And, like, girl, get that money. But, like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, um, but I, yeah. I think it's so hard because, especially when things are a phenomenon like Twilight, like The Hunger Games, like, mm-hmm. heck, even, I'm sure you know, Dakota Johnson will have trouble ever finding work again. Um, mm-hmm. Even though she was great Dude. in Suspiria. Um, she was really great in um, the other one with the with Chris Hemsworth uh, recently. The hotel one. Hotel Artemis? Dude. Nope. Bad Times at the El Royale. Motel. Bad Times at the Hotel one. It's a hotel. Bad Times at the Hotel <laughs> Motel Holiday Inn. Bad Times. <laughs> Good time. <laughs> Robert Pattinson. Um, yeah, she was really great in that one, too. But, no, I agree with you, where it's, like... But I think she's also choosing really good roles right now. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, maybe that's what it is. Just, like, choosing smart. good roles. I think the like, Potter yeah. trio, the, the Potter Ooh. trio was probably the first ones that faced this yeah, kind of pressure, I I yeah. think. 
um, personally, you know, until then, you know, yeah. I don't think people had been so perfect for a role. But, I mean, like, yeah. Daniel Radcliffe was Harry. Ron, yeah. or, uh, Rupert... Rupert Grant. Grant Gryffindor. Um, yes. Was... <laughs> He Rupert was, Grant Gryffindor, that is his Rupert name. Rupert Gryffindor. He was just yes. really Ron to a T. Yeah. And Emma Watson, with that big old frizzy hair, was Hermione. And so, yeah, like... Yeah, and, like, we had, like, fully, like, Draco Malfoy, like... He was Draco Malfoy, yeah. Felt it. Yeah. So, like, to me, that was where it all really started, where you had something yeah, that young adults one. and kids and yeah. teens were so interested in and so invested in and that daniel radcliffe was literally the boy from the illustrations yeah. in harry potter i mean it was insane except for his eyes yeah those freaking brown eyes <laughs> <laughs> yeah but um, it was it was awesome uh so that's yeah. that's i think where it started but you know but yeah be smart but about also, your decisions yeah because like daniel radcliffe has done some really interesting things since then i think he's been very like adventurous with the projects that he's done, and then, like... Well, when it affords Watson, you that much money, you're able to... Yeah, Emma Watson's done some really cool things since then, too, and she's going to be in Little Women, that directed by Greta Gerwig, starring Saoirse Ronan and she, Timothy Chalamet. She is such an icon in uh, The oh, Bling Ring, which is Sophia oh, Coppola's yes. and, like, film from I, I don't know, maybe it's just that, because, like, Rupert Grant, I don't even know if he's, like, trying, but he's not, like, really... Uh, he doesn't and, like, Tom to. Felton... Tom Felton was in the TV show The Flash for a little bit. That's crazy. Uh, he was in it. <laughs> Get that money, <laughs> boy. Say about that. Um, so yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's just like choices and just I don't know. I really don't know. Um, I love that. Like, I think all of my answers for all of these questions are just gonna be like, I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know. Good question. I don't know. Um, yeah, I just want to know where the Karate Kid dude is. That the Karate Kid kid, which not Jaden Smith, Ralph Macchio. <laughs> Sure, yeah. Like, what's he up to other than being in How I Met Your Mother for a few episodes? Uh, mm. Yeah. Even, like, the other guy is in, like, that new, yeah. Well, he's so. in Cobra Kai, too. Ralph Macho is. Is he? Yeah. Oh, well. That's how much I know about that. <laughs> We're on a pain for YouTube or, or YouTube bread or y'all in crap. Oh, my goodness. Heck no. Is that what that's on? Yes. Oh, absolutely not. Yeah, they tried Bye. to they tried to sucker me in, dude. No way, yeah. Jose. So maybe another choice is, like, maybe choose things on better platforms. Yeah, that's, like, DC <laughs> Universe. Um, I had heard really good things about their Swamp Thing series, and I was thinking about taking the time to illegally download mm-hmm. it. Oh, yeah. And then... DC Universe canceled it before the season was even over, and I was like, why even go through the effort? Just, no. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Speaking of small Um, things, let's talk about movie musicals. Shrek. (laughs) (laughs) I I don't even, I think, so this is one where- Shrek is actually um, a jukebox movie musical animated. Oh my gosh, I hate everything. Um, This is (laughs) one where um, our- Great friend Jordan Burns, who is our biggest fan, um, and we're his biggest fan. He wanted us to do, like, a whole episode about it, but I just don't think I could do that. So, movie musicals both infuriate and, um, make me extremely happy. I have this I want to know what counts. I have this weird, like, closeted thing where I just, um... (laughs) have in a, a I have a musical playlist that's 300 songs long but Oof. I think that 
people who are movie musical people are cringe uh-huh. Uh-huh. sometimes. Um, I will say this. I <laughs> I majored in theater in high school. Yes. And I definitely had like a lot of my life where I just really loved musicals. But I think the further separated that I have been like from theater and like doing it constantly the further separated I have been from musicals and the more I have just like hated movie musicals so which I don't know if it's yeah are generally not as good as although they're never as good as like but like what counts like is this like a musical that was turned into a movie or is this like I mean like are we talking like high school musical because like I'm down for high school musical I'm down for lemonade mouth we're gonna do a Disney Channel original movie episode uh next season yes (laughs) tune in for season two um but like I'm down for high school musical you know yeah but like I just like I didn't love like I don't know, like, any sort of, like, movie adaptation of what was originally, like, a musical. Yeah. They're gonna do Cats soon. I'm gonna watch it, because Taylor Swift is in it, mm-hmm. and Idris Elba, but... I, um, Rent, I used to watch, like, all the time. Mm-hmm. I really, when I was way too young to be watching a musical about Everybody Has AIDS... Oh, good, yeah. Um, but I, I love Rent, and I actually did a full operatic performance of Out Tonight. Um, I love that. In the car the other day with my boyfriend in there, mm-hmm. and I was like, just for the next three minutes, just erase everything you see right after you see it. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. I just, like, went full Mimi, sang the song <laughs> like a crazy person, and um, meowed yeah. at one point. I think Rent the movie musical is great, even though you know it originated on Broadway. I think mm-hmm. I think that film is awesome. It's got a cool cast. Um, it's got uh, Adina Menzel. It's got mm-hmm. uh, Rosario Dawson. Um, mm-hmm. It's got a lot of like schlubby '90s looking guys, '90s looking New York guys. You know, uh huh. Um, Every '90s guy is pretty schlubby, but. Yeah, it's I love Rent. That's a really good yeah. one. I hate The Greatest I... Showman. <laughs> so okay, so here's the thing. I do like so, um, the musical the last five years, mm-hmm. um, starring and the movie musical is starring Anna Kendrick and Jeremy Jordan. I think they do a really great job of it. The production value sucks. Like it's super Ooh. cheesy and just really like, oh my goodness, what's going on? But it's such a pure like story that I think it translated really well to a movie. Mm-hmm. If it had had better um, like production and like money behind it, I think it could have been really great. One of my favorite movies, like one a movie that's on my all-time favorites list is um, a movie, well, I mean, I guess technically a movie musical, it's called Once, mm-hmm. um, and, like, I love that one, um, but, like, some, like, for the most part, I think, if we're talking purely, like, it was a musical, and now they are trying to make it into a movie, they don't always translate really well yeah. in that way, because, like, the whole, like, like, because then you have Les Miserables, which was, which is just an entire movie of singing, yeah. And, like, the point, like, the reason why I used to, and, like, you know, there's still a part of me that does, like, still really loves, like, musicals, live musicals so much, is when, like, the songs just hit more than 
regular dialogue never could. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, when the songs, like, uh, are effective in a way that just talking would never be. And then when you, like, translate that to screen, like, with Les Miserables, it was just, like, it's just so much. It's just so much song. Yeah. Um, it's so much. We can't talk movie musicals without talking huge jacked man. Um <laughs> Hugh Jackman uh-huh. loves to be in movie musicals more than anything in the world. Um, he does. He... I loved Logan. <laughs> yeah, that one. <laughs> no, he loves uh, playing a character with a perpetual smirk on his face. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Whether he's being uh, Jean Valjean or... Um, the circus man. Or the circus man who, <laughs> you know, murdered animals and... <laughs> Mis- yeah. mistreated uh all yes. kinds of people yes um so that's i guess our thoughts on music movie musicals yeah. great a little scattershot <laughs> but you're welcome jordan good um so our friend of the pod chris uh who is one of the boys from the we are rotten podcast they were on our book smart episode talking to us about book smart um, Chris would like to know, what are your favorite animated films? Um, I'm a huge animated film person. Sarah's not so much. Yeah. It takes, like, the thing is, is when I love an animated film, I love an animated film. Mm-hmm. But it, like, takes a lot for me to get there. I either, like, don't care for it at all a tiny bit, or I just would die for it, basically. Yeah. Um, and the ones that I would die for are, like, much, much, much fewer than the ones that, you know, than the amount of animated films I watch. Like, I, I, I don't know. I don't love them, but I love Zootopia, and I know we can agree on that. Yes, Zootopia is probably the best Disney animated film of all time. Um, mm-hmm. I haven't seen Toy Story 4 yet. I saw Child's Play instead, and I didn't regret my decision. <laughs> Not um, an animated film. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but Good. no, so I, uh, I love Zootopia. Another one I really love is Coco. Um, I did enjoy that. One time my boyfriend left me alone for like two hours and I watched Coco and he came back to find me sobbing. <laughs> oh my God. Just a whole wreck. It'll do that. Um, I um, love animated films make me feel more than normal ones do. Oh, I liked Inside Out. I love Inside Out. That Inside Out is really good. Um, um, and then I obviously, like, loved Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. I don't even know Obviously. Um, yeah. Yeah, Inside Out, the concept got so confusing for me that my brain was, like, doing loops in the theater. I just thought it was so pretty. It's so pretty. Well, it's my, so, like, lovely. I'm like, you know, uh, these aren't the only five emotions. Also, oh, yeah. um, just the whole thing with, like, the different islands, I kept thinking about, like, you know, what my islands would be. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> oh, this is, like, really deep. Acrylic sort of, like, nail kind of... island. Um, <laughs> affection for I Andrew Garfield there. island, which was, like... Oh, I'd live there. Probably peak in, like, 12th grade, and now I simmered down mm-hmm. some. One Direction mm-hmm. island, that really kind of thing. really needs to come back into more. What would my islands be, you know? Uh, but anyway, yeah. just the whole concept's very confusing. And... <laughs> It, I mean, I had I have only seen it once, and I saw it like the year it came out, and I could not tell you a single plot point. But I but I remember after watching it being like, oh, I liked that. Yes. Um, so I don't know animated movies. 
I guess I guess Zootopia would be my favorite. Um, Zootopia is damn good and has some like insanely sharp political commentary? Question mark. Yeah. No, that one. I I think Zootopia is one of my favorite like movies. Period. Like mm-hmm. not even like favorite animated movies. Like I think it's on my like all time favorite movies list. Um, where I do just genuinely love that one. And like I said, it takes a lot for me to like an animated movie because mm-hmm. I, for the most part, just really like seeing actual humans yeah. on screen um, and them being tangible. That being said, um, we all know how I feel about the How to Train Your Dragon trilogy. Yeah. Um, I talked about it and I, about how much I cried about it when we did an episode about like prequels, sequels, reboots, remakes, mm-hmm. trilogies. Um, and I love every single How to Train Your Dragon movie so much. So I guess that's my answer is just the whole How to Train Your Dragon trilogy. That's yeah. Those are my favorite animated films. Awesome. I loved those. Like for an animated film to like just completely wreck me, like it me, it, it's even... It carries even more weight, I think, because of how much I normally don't connect with animated films. So, yeah, I appreciate the art. I definitely do. And before y'all get all up in our um, messages, yes, I've started anime, but I'm not really into, like, Miyazaki (laughs) yet. I'm gonna get there. I'm, right now, I'm just watching, like, a couple series and stuff, and I'm enjoying it, but no, I cannot comment on the quality of Hayao Miyazaki's films, even though he's a legend. Because I haven't seen them. So I only saw Spirited Away, and it really freaked me out with the whole parents turning mm-hmm. into pigs thing. Um, so I haven't revisited those yeah. since I became I'm old like, and twisted. Though. I'm glad you've tried. And I was going to mention that, too, because like I haven't seen any of his films either. And it's just, it again, it just chalk it up to the fact that I've never really been able to connect with animation or like cartoon or whatever Mm. or anime or whatever it might be i just i don't know it just has been really difficult for me that being said though i will rewatch the uh first pokemon movie yeah that counts right you know (laughs) sure why not um so yeah that's those are our favorite animated movies and (laughs) off of this uh we're gonna go into a question from hannah who says what's our most watched childhood movie something that just Mm. rips you back um Mm -hmm. And it's funny because I, like, specifically my most watched childhood movies were movies that we had on DVD that were in my mom's yes. minivan. That's so fascinating because, like, I same. Like, when I think about the list of childhood movies I watched, I'm just like, what movies did we just have the stack of mm-hmm. in the van and also next to the TV that we just over and over again watched? I don't know. I don't think anybody else could hear that except for us, though. I think it was my Google speaker. I'm turning my microphone off. Um, Bye-bye. I'm done. The mic's off. Ah! I don't like that. (gasps) Is your robot spying on you? My robot is spying on me. (sighs) Listen, we're going to keep this in the podcast. The people have to know. Y'all don't, don't trust the know. robots. My fear of AI and robots is so strong. I don't know how I have a Google Home in my uh, room. I think it's because my mom got it. Did you Christmas. like see that tweet about that guy who was joking around and he was like, um, "Oh, ha, ha, like Alexa, do da da da," and like just completely joking, and then he heard a voice that 
was Alexa going, yeah, I'll do this, and he didn't, he was so very confused. He realized that his, like, remote for his, like, Google TV or whatever had, like, taken an update to where it was, had become an Alexa, and, like, he had no idea, and that stuff freaks me out. (laughs) Bruh, they're listening, man, it's bad. They're listening, you're gonna get so many advertisements for Zootopia now. Yeah, you're and they don't marketed. even advertise it anymore. I know they're they're gonna be like, "Hey, would you like a Zootopia Blu-ray combo pack?" That that and distracted you're be like, yes, and distraught I me I so much that freaking speaker. I <laughs> you lost my see. entire mind. Y'all don't even but know. Her face, her face went full like paranoid, like. Like, I imagine you had flashbacks to the fact that you watched Child's Play recently. Oh, it was spooky. <laughs> um, okay, so must watch Childhood Movie. I'm sorry. Uh, it's okay. Um, Smart House. I'm just kidding. But. All Disney Channel original movies. That's um, that's how old we are. Like, that's just kind of what we watch. We had all of the Harry Potter DVDs. and we watched I was not allowed to watch those as a child. Ooh. Yeah, I know. Witchcraft and wizardry. I but I was it. very much allowed to watch Lord of the Rings. So no. so what's the truth here? Just way more violent. Violence yeah, is you can't have. But yeah, there's a difference between, like, satanic wizards and, like, godly wizards, apparently. <laughs> what does godly <laughs> wizard mean? Gandalf the Grey. Okay. It's a godly wizard if I ever heard of one. <laughs> Uh, so I really think, like, like Lord of the Rings and Star Wars, we watched over and over again because we had, like, box sets, you know, and I watched that. The Pacifier and Eddie Murphy's Daddy Daycare a lot. Oh my gosh. I really um, did. Um, shout out to, again, the boys at We Are Rotten podcast yeah. for their episode on The Pacifier recently. I died and it I brought watched back every it. single childhood memory. I watched this so many times. Why did I watch this so many times? Why do we have it? Why? I don't understand. Um, I don't. We had, like... In the same way where it's, like, the, like, because we don't have, I'm, I'm going to say it, this phrase, I'm going to say it, Uh-oh. and and it's a good thing we're taking a few months off because we're going to need it to recover from me saying this phrase oh on this podcast. Gosh. Kids these days. <laughs> Yeet. Kids these days have their Netflix and their Hulu and their YouTube and their Amazon Prime and, and we their had a bunch of DVDs. Apple movies and their Criterion <laughs> channels. I don't know what kids are using. And it's all hooked um, up to their mommy and daddy's credit card. And then and, you're like me uh-huh. and you purchase over $100 worth of music in a one Great. month period and you get cut uh-huh. off. <laughs> We just dredged up some, like, hardcore, like, repressed memories here. Um, But they have, like, just this infinite collection and access to all of these movies. So they could, they don't have to rewatch a single movie. I had a DVD organizer, homeboys. That's what I had. Yeah. Like, we had, like, the DVDs that were, that stayed in the van. And then we had the DVDs that stayed in the living room. And, like, that's what we watched over and over again. Lord of the Rings, Star Wars, Scooby-Doo, The Land Before Time, yeah. Bugs Life, Stuart Litter. Stuart Litter. Stuart Litter. <laughs> he just, he's, he's Stuart just a Litter little mouse is just that... A, yeah, he's a mouse that creates more trash. 
<laughs> he yeah. like he's throwing he, his little plastic straws into the ocean. Into the ocean. And they get yeah. in Plankton's noses and kill him. Uh-huh. Yeah. He like takes like the little like snappy things off of like soda cans yeah. and he's like feeding them to the fishes. Fishes. That's not the plural of fish. <laughs> Y'all were so tired. You don't even know we're how many so times tired. we this tried is to why record we're... this video. It's a podcast. <laughs> oh, this is why we are taking a summer break. <laughs> Y'all really don't even. This whole thing right here. That's why. Um, yeah, but um, like, I I have a lot of nostalgia for that stuff. I hadn't thought about the past fire in years, and oh. it got dredged up all of a sudden by We Are Rotten Boys, and yep. I was screaming at the Peter Panda dance, yes. like screaming. Yes. I was listening to their episode as I was driving, and, I mean, it started with the Peter Panda dance. I was like, oh, it's on. I, like, rolled down my windows and, like, turned the volume up. I was like, let's go! I hope I stop at a red light and look to the car next to me, and I'm just, like, jamming to them seeing the Peter Panda dance. Yes. Good. So, yeah, favorite childhood movies. Um, I think, though, she said, like, most watched childhood movies. Like, I definitely, we definitely had Bugs Life on repeat. Yeah. Just over, like, I mean, it was in the DVD player, the credits rolled, went back to that playback menu, and we just pressed play I always used to again. watch special features. I always used to love yes. the special features. Ugh. Me too. I think that might have been, like, like, the kids who watched the special features of all of their, like, DVDs are the kids who are now film on Twitter film Twitter. Now. Um, I, I would <laughs> yeah. play all the... They would have games in the Harry Potter ones. Oh, my goodness. Um, yes. They would have a two-disc set, and the second disc had games you could play from the DVD menu. Y'all don't even know. Um, you have the saddest the, like, lives. The Star Wars box set that we had had, like, a secret, like, special features menu uh-huh. where, like, if you held down on a certain button on your remote and then press, like, the left arrow or whatever, like, it hopped off of the menu and you could click on, like, the Millennium Falcon or, like, any of the other, like, ships and it would take you to, like, a special se- secret special features menu and that was fun. We really yeah. are. That's what that's what film Twitter is. It's all these. This kids. is what started. Like I really do think, like as a child, just watching all the special features, like watching deleted scenes, watching behind the scenes, watching directors. Co- like I watched somehow like a Bugs Life director's commentary, like <laughs> as a child, and like I think those are the things that made me go, oh, I really like movies. I like how people make movies. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember watching like the behind the scenes for the Lord of the Rings movies over and over again and being fascinated at like the real time effects that they use to make the hobbits look small mm-hmm. and Gandalf look big. <laughs> You're like, yes. look, he's so big, but he's so not, he's just closer to the camera. Love it. Special effects. Um, so I love that. Um, so thanks Hannah for that question. Yeah. Um, good one. Um, we have had a lot of people actually ask us just about our favorite director and our favorite, like, body of their work and all of that. And I think we have talked about this just to each other before because we have really interesting answers to Um, to who our favorite directors are. So this really changes depending on, like, where I'm at in my life. Um, you know, a couple years ago... When I was just getting into film and Inyari 2 made two Best Picture winners two years in a row. Because he did mm-hmm. Birdman and, um, he did Birdman and Revenant back to back. I was like, dang, I love this dude. But it was because he made two great films right in a row. 
And I mm-hmm. guess I just don't like to go back as much. Yeah. Because, you know, I used to really be all super lovey-dovey about Quentin Tarantino. And then the more mm-hmm. I learn about him, the more I'm like, dude, this guy's such a J.A., it hurts. I'm mm-hmm. like, I cannot say, like, mm-hmm. you know, it just makes you an automatic D-bag to say, oh, Tarantino's my favorite director. Mm-hmm. Um, not that there's anything wrong with that, folks, I mean, but... it's fine. It's just, like... It's a yeah. very cliche answer, I guess. And then, um, so, yeah, I would say, <laughs> as of this moment, Ari Aster uh, has done the best job directing something that I've ever seen. Uh-huh. Um, in terms of just cohesion and um, care and intricacy, and I hope that Midsummer will tell me the same as Hereditary did, because I need it. Because you need it. You do need it. I love that, like, so we've talked about this before, where we've been like, who would our, like, favorite director be? Um, and we kind of got to the point where we both were like, do, are, is both of our favorite director just someone who has made one one perfect film (laughs) one one single incredible perfect movie um and that's it honestly Um, you know what that means they haven't had a chance to let us down yet so that makes perfect sense yeah (laughs) with their one movie well and also there is like a set like a beautiful sense of like like that they have made one feature film. Well, so I should say, like, right now, Greta Gerwig is my answer, who has also directed one film. She has written a lot of films, and she's starred in quite a few as well. Um, But she has only directed one whole film. Lady Bird! Um, Lady Bird, and then she does have... um, um, Female... I don't... Yes. What's a... What's Female. a synonym for bird? Is there any synonym for bird? Like a, uh... Like a... Like, like a flight animal. Like, I hate birds. <laughs> um, like a feather beast. <laughs> yes. That. Female oh, feather beast. Um, so, yeah, like, it's super interesting because you're like, I, you know, love Ari Aster. He directed, like, one perfect film and he's got his, uh, sophomore film coming out this year. Same with Greta Gerwig. She directed a perfect film and she has her sophomore film coming out this year with Little Women. And Jordan Peele Um, did so and landed on his feet. And I'll say that I really, um, he, he dropped the sophomore film and he did the Twilight Zone, which is really good. Um, Mm -hmm. I'd encourage y'all to check it out. Yeah, so, like, so right now, like, Greta Gerwig for sure, but I'm the same as you, where you, like, long ago would have said, like, your basic answer of, like, Quentin Tarantino, which is fine. Like, if you had asked me this, I think before Greta Gerwig started making films, I would have been like, my favorite director is George Lucas. Um, Yeah, and he ruins a lot of things. Yeah, which I probably wouldn't really say now, but, like, you know, you just have this attachment yeah. to the works, mostly. Like, more, like, the works than the director. Yes. Um, and I think now, though, I've gotten to a point where, like, I will, I, I don't know how much I can love the works if I don't also love the director. Um, and Greta Garwake, the way that she talks about movies, the way she talks about making movies, is just incredible. Cue, like, Keanu Reeves. I love movies. <laughs> yes. I love movies. <laughs> I just love movies. <laughs> I love making uh, movies. 
God. That's bless. one of my favorite clips of all time. I've been blessed. It's just, it's just so much. You guys, Google's back. By the way, she get out. I just unplugged it. She turned the mic off. She like fully like made it inaccessible, <sighs> and it just made more noise. And you just unplugged it. If it makes another sound, I'm getting ex machina by a circle box. <laughs> I'm calling the police. I'm. <sighs> oh, woof. That's fun. So, <laughs> so that's our favorite director. So I like. So basically, our past favorite directors are um, these uh, weather like the. Uh, just, these white men who have made incredible films yeah. who are now ruining um, what we think of them just with the words that come their out of their mouths. Their own legacy, yep. Um, and then now we are super into these younger up-and-coming filmmakers who have only made one whole movie and who we have decided, yes, you are now my favorite. Good. I have decided to stand. Yes. I will say, though, uh, Barry Jenkins is now up there, too. Like, yeah. at this point now, I've seen two i mean he's only had two feature films i've seen two feature films and one short film of his and they're all just consistent and perfect and pure cinematic poetry so i guess barry jenkins and greta gerwig that's it that's that's the answer to everything that's the tweet to all the questions all right um, um so movies we changed our mind about this is a fun question this is a fun question kelly asked us this um, so, Kelly, what a great question. Um, um, so, we talked about one last week. I changed my mind about Twilight, obviously. I yeah, used so, to, basically, she wants to know, like, either movies that we hated at first and then ended up loving, or that we loved at first and we ended up hating. So, Twilight, I was, like, such an eye-roller, pretentious oh. kid who just was like, <laughs> stupid. And then <laughs> I rewatched it one time in college and was like, this is the greatest thing. Uh, my eyes have ever beheld, and I am just so happy that I exist at the same time as it. So, Our friend Lindsay is doing like a Twitter thread right now <laughs> about like the Twilight Renaissance, mm-hmm. and it's just been my only form of entertainment for the past like couple of days. I love it. Bless her. Um, I also I'm afraid to watch The Greatest Showman again. Because I hated it so much the first time I watched it. But every time I yeah. hear the music, I get this, like, bitter sense of excitement. And I'm like, yeah. I'm going to end up liking it if I try to watch it again. So. And I'll never forgive showman, myself. We, I mean, we tease it all the time that, like, we're going to, like, deep dive into it one day. Which, like, I really think we should. We should come We should come back with an episode of just it's a whole trash us, fire. all of our different. Here's the thing. I know it's bad. I know it's bad, but it's not even on this list of, like, movies that I loved and then hated or hated. And that, like, I loved it. <laughs> and I hated that I loved it. Like, I was fully in to with, like, listening to Rewrite the Stars. Like, I was like, I will play this song over and over and over again. Like, play it at my wedding. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm down. <laughs> like Well, also, and- I've been standing uh, Zendaya in Euphoria yeah. so much that if I see her in something else, I'm going to have to like it, which is bad. Yeah. Um, I So I have, like, my... I hated it, and then I ended up loving it. Um, and then there's the movie that I thought that I hated and then I ended up wait 
So there's a movie. Okay. So the Say movie them. I loved. <laughs> the movie that I loved, I genuinely loved it. And then, and then the more I thought about it, the more I didn't like it. And then I watched it again and went, oh, yes, I definitely don't like it. You're going to hate me. Um, is Birdman. Like, I That's okay. loved it. I loved that movie You're so much. You're entitled I loved to your it. wrong opinion. <laughs> He's like, I genuinely did love it. I loved it so much. I had such a good time watching it the first time. Um, and it like filled me with like so much anxiety, which is exactly what it wanted to, to do. And mm-hmm. it's beautiful and all of that. Um, and then, you know, the movie was over. And I just think over the span of time, I would think about it and go like, what was that? What was that movie actually saying? What was that? Hap- what was happening? What was going on? Mm-hmm. Let me watch it again. So I watched it again. And the whole time I was like, this movie, watching this movie is like listening to someone tell me that they're about to show me a good movie, but then it never happens. Mm. <laughs> or like the movie the whole time is like, wait for it, we're going to be really cool, we're going to be a really great movie, and then you're like, okay, I'm in, and it never happened. Um, which sounds really harsh, but like keep in mind, I did love it, and it's not that I like ended up a- actively hating it, I guess that's a really harsh word. I loved it so much when I first watched it that I- the, by the second time around, when I didn't love it that much, I was like, uh, this didn't hold up for me. Mm-hmm. Whatever that might mean. Yeah, and there's okay. only like a few months difference between those watches. Um, but Edge of Seventeen, mm-hmm. I saw in theaters when it first came out. Absolutely hated it. I was like, talk, I just hated it so much. Like, wow. I went on a rant about how much I hated it. Um, Rewatched it this year, so it had probably what is that like two years mm-hmm. um, of a difference? Rewatched it this year, loved it so much, and I couldn't understand why I hated it. And I thought about it, and I realized it's because I saw so much of my bad characteristics and personality in Nadine that when Ooh. I first watched it, I was in such a bad place. I was like, I hate this movie. This girl is annoying. She's the worst. Wow. I never want to see this character in a movie ever again. And That's then watching it. Yeah, in a healthier place, mentally and emotionally, I was like, oh. That was how I felt about Infinity War. I called Did you. Did you, like, see yourself in Captain no. America? No, 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 no. Okay. <laughs> in that, I called you after I saw Infinity yes. War because I saw it while I was upset uh-huh. with everybody I knew um, yep. and was in the movie theater by myself when I saw it. Um, well, by myself. There were tons of other people, but I went alone. And mm-hmm. um, it was so emotionally upsetting that I called you and was like, I'm pissed. Like, Yeah, you were very mad. I said, I feel betrayed. I don't understand why they would you went on a twitter to. rant yeah i said honestly to twitter. this hurts too bad and i can't um yeah and then i was like for them to just undo it too is really irritating to me because you know black panther and spider-man are they have new movies coming out and there's no way they just killed them so like i guess i just yeah. got irritated and um which i think a lot of people were irritated by which that, so that, once that i makes sense. once i went back to it i was like no this is great but um mm-hmm yeah, it's wild because, like, um, I I don't know. Like, movies movies do that, I guess. Like, yeah, they really they do. they mean different things depending on where you're at. Yeah, like, it's just wild that, like, Edge of Seventeen, the, like, the movie that I think now is just this complete masterpiece, when I first watched it, I didn't want anything to do with it. <laughs> Specifically because, like, not even because of the movie, but just where I was in life versus where I am now. Um, it's wild, man. 
Yeah. I think I'm having an existential crisis right now. That is okay. I exited my body a couple minutes ago because (laughs) it's 11.25 and Mm -hmm. it's past midnight here. I'm brain dead. Yeah. Um, So does that mean you want to answer this last question? I don't know why I was fed this question, but it makes me happy. Um, so, um, uh, oh, my old buddy, old pal, Keith Edwards, who just wants to start the pot. Um, he just wants us to talk about the ending to Lava Land and how unfeasible it is when you really think about it. So, Lava Land really tried to have it both ways with the melancholy ending and the sweet ending that everybody loves. And that's irritating to me. Also, I hate that movie. Um, That's a movie musical that forgets it's a movie (laughs) musical for, like, two hours of its way too long runtime. And I genuinely dislike it. Also, I find the ending to be so saccharine and gross that they would give you a beautiful melancholic moment between um, the two leads and then immediately basically undo all of the melancholy and emotion that goes with it. And that is just how I feel about it. Yeah, um... Damien Chazelle, I, suck it. I love Damien Chazelle. Um, <laughs> I very briefly considered uh, having him be the answer to one of, like, my favorite director, if it weren't for the fact that I didn't love First Man. Um, mm. When I watched First Man, I almost fell asleep. Actually, I think I did. I, I think <laughs> I drifted in and out throughout that entire movie. Um, but I love Damien Chazelle. I love Whiplash. Okay, um, yes. Loved the short. I love, like, I loved the short, even. Like, the short is so fascinating. It's so good. Um, but, but yeah, no, I also really, really loved La La Land. Um, and I loved the ending. Um, I, I mean, I love this, like, idea of, like, there's not gonna be a what you think is like a happily ever after but even if it doesn't ever like work out quote unquote Mm -hmm. in that way um there's still like a lot of beautiful memories that still exist and there's still something Mm -hmm. that's definitely very real very pure about those memories that a quote-unquote ending can't like take away um no matter what and i love la la land i really do and i don't know if what keith is talking about here when he say like when he says like how unfeasible it is like that she just so happened to walk into the space where he just so happened to be playing his music oh, yeah. like i if he's talking about that like yeah okay but also it's a movie <laughs> like yeah. i get it um and the entire movie is very like heightened in terms true. of its real, they float in the night sky. So, like, how realistic do you want this movie to be? You know, um, I still uh, find it to be insufferable. And just so here's the thing: white. I, I, I have watched it um, recently for the second time since seeing it during its like awards run or whatever it might be. So, mm-hmm. like, I've only seen it twice. And I will say, I even loved it. I loved it even more the second time around. It's just such a beautiful, like, beautiful movie. Um, and I love, I love Emma Stone and Ryan Gosling together and anything that they do. Mm-hmm. Um, Ryan Gosling needs to come back and out of retirement, please. Well, they should have um, trimmed the fat on that one. I'll say that. I, I can agree with that. I absolutely can agree with that. There is a lot of just, like, uh... <laughs> going on in that yes. movie. John Legend was in that movie. Ugh, that whole there's, subplot was trash. There's a lot. But 
they invented jazz, so, like, what can you do? Invented it, man. <laughs> I mean, jazz wouldn't be where it is today without... You're right. Ryan You're right. Gosling. Oh, my goodness. Um, I think that's all the questions we have time for. Um, but before we round it up, let's take our BuzzFeed quiz. One last um, BuzzFeed quiz for season one, baby. Yeah, you picked this BuzzFeed quiz um, called Everyone Has a Pixar Character That Matches Their Personality. Here's yours. Yeah. <laughs> Why did you pick this quiz? So I picked this quiz because I am relishing in the um, glorious demise of <laughs> Disney making hand over fist money on everything they do. Um, yeah. Toy Story 4 got buku bucks, but it under underperformed, and you know what that means a lot to me. Um, it made much less than they were expecting. Same with Aladdin, made much less than they were expecting. Um, maybe Lion stop, King's coming out. Maybe stop beating old ideas to death, Disney, and That's people true. will see your stuff. Yep. Um, so, basically, we're taking this just as, like, a hey kick off to the summer break with all of the blockbusters that we have. And we gonna find out who, uh, what, what Pixar character each of mm-hmm. us is. It's just not a good summer for blockbusters, no. I will say. By the way, if you're gonna go to the movies, like, sure, like, take your family, you know, to see, like, whatever you're gonna see Toy Story 4. But I just would highly suggest finding uh, The Last Black Man in San Francisco, wherever it's playing near mm. you, and please watch it support movies like that please a24 your life it's just so good that being said let's uh let's dive into this um so let's take it just for ourselves okay okay so first question right off the bat what is your favorite animal i don't have one (laughs) cat dog squirrel panda zebra fish um i'm gonna go panda just because we're gonna fully go full book smart I spent all day with my doggo, so let's go. Ooh, full book smart on the panda reference. Uh-huh, uh-huh. All right, what is your favorite color? Black, pink. Yours yeah, is black. black. pink. Yellow, green, blue, and purple. Pink. Um, gray is not here, so I'm going with purple. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Um, how many siblings do you have? Uh, this is not we one of those, like... We both have two. Like, we have two, yeah. Okay, tell us your dream vacation. New York City, Paris, Rome, Barcelona, Barcelona. London, <laughs> London, and Santorini. Oh, jeez. I've been everywhere. I want to pick Barcelona. I want to go. I fully want to go Barcelona just because of, like, full book smart again. Um, but I think that my actual answer would be Santorini. All right. I'm going to go Barcelona because I speak Spanish. I'm going Santorini because of Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants. Yo hablo español con fluencia. Ah, uh, yes. I, oh, should I pick, like, Paris because I can speak French? No, If you're pick picking your, Barcelona. No, I would like to go to Paris. Okay. Let's go to places where we can speak their language. Okay. New York City. <laughs> London. I love London. Okay. What is a meal you can't live without? Steak, tacos, pasta, sushi, salad, avocado toast. If you I'm, can't I mean, live I'm... without salad, you're a psychopath. Um... Tacos. I'm so sorry that that's what I was gonna pick. <laughs> Are you being real? I really love salad. I can pick sushi. I'll pick sushi. It was a close second. No, just pick. <laughs> Live your truth, baby. <laughs> but I really was torn between sushi and salad. Okay. Salad is. I've never looked forward to a salad not once. 
I had sushi yesterday, but I had a salad today, so what's the truth? <laughs> How would your friends um, describe you? Oh, okay, describe me, and I'll describe you. So, happy, anxious, fun, quiet, wild, loyal. <laughs> I, I almost want to be like, anxious? <laughs> I'm okay. anxious. <laughs> so we're both anxious. No, I'm just kidding. That's silly. I, I was sort of kidding. <laughs> You wild, um, homie. <laughs> you're you're super loyal. We're gonna go loyal. Yes. I see you to the core. Okay. Finally, choose a Disney song to sing at karaoke. I'll make a um, I will you. say, there's one of these that I did in fact sing two hours ago during karaoke. Oh yes. What was and it? it was a whole new world. <laughs> yes! The only Disney song I know, just because, like, I don't watch a lot of Disney movies. A whole <laughs> new only world. one of these that I knew. A whole new world is great. Alan Menken is great. But I gotta say, uh, my choice is I'll make a man out of you because I mm. get to do karate moves and I love that song so much. Good. Okay. Um... Are we ready to reveal who we are? I'm ready to reveal. Okay, so let's reveal characters and then we can read descriptions. Okay. Um, I got Carl from Up. I love that and I think it's true. Okay, great. (laughs) I'll read you the description in a second. I got Joy from Inside Out. (gasps) I fully see that. (laughs) It's Amy Poehler playing Amy Poehler. Yes, exactly. That's basically what's happening right now. It's just different versions of Leslie Nope. Um, okay, so I got Carl, and it says, You have a hard time expressing your feelings, but once you get close to someone, you aren't afraid to show your loyal and loving side. BuzzFeed knows the Ding. truth. Ding! <laughs> BuzzFeed got yeah. you. BuzzFeed knows. Alright, tell me about you. Congrats, your joy. You always look on the bright side of things and deny anything bad is happening in your life. Ah! You're always there for your friends and put someone else's feelings before your own. Oh! Big me energy. BuzzFeed is the truth. It's just wild how much BuzzFeed knows. Do you think BuzzFeed knows because they're connected to the Google Google speaker that keeps listening to your conversation? Oh my gosh, dude. I'm freaking out. Um, okay, so, basically, um, I I don't know how to, like, wrap up this season. It feels like really, thank you guys for listening. Thank you so much for listening to us jabber. Um, we've got so many improvements and cool things coming. Yeah, Um, we're gonna have so many more guests, too. Um, we will come back and talk about, I mean, Disney Channel original movies. We'll talk about scores. We'll talk about movies we disagree on like we have so many things planned and we love that you guys have just been solidly like listening like every episode gets like more and more listeners and i just that's so nice you could be doing so like you could be listening to so many other podcasts and trust me like we try like we recommend like at least one podcast every episode so like we love you guys so much yeah we do Um, so we know that like summers are super busy um, we're super busy, which is why we're taking a little bit of mm-hmm. a summer break, a little hiatus, a little, um, break in between season one and season two of Cinema Rolls. 
Um, so we will be back in August, so stay tuned. And like I said, we know summers are busy, but in the meantime, this is the best time to catch up on old episodes. Yeah, if you missed so, any. Um, hit, yeah, or if you just want to re-listen to us talk about Endgame for over two hours. Yeah, hit the ones you skipped because they were yeah. super long. Um, <laughs> yes. Follow us on Twitter. We're going to be doing a lot of fun interactive stuff. Um, yeah. we got a lot of stuff Cinderella's cooking in pot. the crock pot. Um, yeah, I Even think. in the crock pot. I think we're going to just, the next time y'all hear my voice on this podcast, I will be an L.A. resident. It's true. She's going to be a official L.A. gal. Um, so it's going to be super exciting. You're going to get to watch movies. Mm-hmm. You're going to get to see movies before I get to see movies, which All is just going to be a, a change of dynamic here on Cinema Rolls. So we're super excited. Um, we're going to keep you guys updated on Twitter. We also know that like a lot of the guests that we've had um, in the past few weeks have really, really exciting projects that they are releasing yeah, slash so announcing over them. the summer. Yeah, so we'll be like retweeting and like announcing those things on our Twitter too because like well, big thing that we love to do here is just supporting our pals. We love supporting each other, but we also, you know, all of our guests that have come on all have really cool things going on. So we're if you still want to hear us talk movies, follow us on Letterboxd. Um, yes our letterboxed be, links yeah. are in the description of the pod every single yes. week so check us out um and we will keep giving you these sweet spicy reviews yes um the hottest follow of us takes. for all of those hot takes i mean like twitter works too um we just we have hot takes all over the place just everywhere hot takes here hot takes there it's great so for the last um, time in season one sarah what movie are you looking forward to? I am looking forward to giving Disney more of my money. <laughs> yes. And I'm looking forward to Spider-Man Far From Home. I'm actually seeing it, uh, this episode goes up on Tuesday. I'm seeing it tomorrow. Oh my god! So gosh. I'm seeing it on Wednesday. I'm seeing an early screening of it, and I'm very, very excited. Um, my baby Tom Holland, I've heard that it's really great. I'm really excited mostly like because it's Spider-Man. Because I love Spider-Man, but also because I feel like I can probably breathe a little bit afterwards, knowing that like this chapter of like of the MCU has is finished and yeah. we have a break, just like we have a break in September rolls. Yeah, we're just like the MCU, actually. <laughs> exactly like it. Give us all your money, Disney. So I'm looking forward um, to the polar opposite, but still mm-hmm. a great option. Um, yes. Midsummer coming to theaters July 3rd. Yes. Currently, I'm working a job where I don't think I'll be able to see it until probably July 6th. Um, mm-hmm. And I probably won't be able to see Spider-Man until then either. So just everybody keep that kind of you're working at a this? fireworks stand, and you guys get a little busy around the Fourth of July. Just a smidge busy. Um, yeah. Yeah. No. That's okay. But, uh, I will be busting up in the theater on July 6th <laughs> to see Midsummer destroy my you, life again. Are you going to, like, full cosplay, like, going to see Midsummer wearing a flower crown and, like, a full-on white gown? Ooh, an idea. An idea. Or you maybe should. just wear the Tony Collette face and, uh, like, a cardigan <laughs> and some night clothes. Bang my head against the The true the Ari Aster fan girl. Yeah, I love it. In my blue hatchback. I'm going to show up to Spider-Man Far From Home just in a full, like, Spider-Gwen costume from Spider-Verse. So, we'll see. <laughs> All right, guys. Oh, I love it. Hey, Loser. 
It's been a very... Thank you for this past season of Cinema Rolls. Oh, thank you, friend. Oh, thanks thank you for doing this for me, friend. I love the podcast. I love what we've created. I love our little community. Yes. Um, I hope it continues to blossom and that one day maybe we can get paid for doing what we love. <laughs> Who knows? Guys, if you <laughs> want us to have a Patreon, please tell us. Um, yeah, so thank you guys so much for listening. I, I, we're bad at like starting podcasts. We're bad at ending them, but we're, we're, we're gonna, we're gonna end a whole season right here. So let's do it. You ready? I'm ready. That's, That's how the how cinema the rolls. Cinema rolls. That's how it rolls. <laughs> guys, <laughs> that was a great ending. Great. Peace and uh, blessings. Let the beat take you out. Bow, 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 bow.